If you guys can turn to Mark chapter 1, Mark chapter 1, the lovely Dave Paver is going to come and read for us. Uh, Mark chapter 1, verse 14 to 20. Is Dave Paver? Yeah, he's there. Excellent stuff. Uh, Mark chapter 1. There's Bibles near you. And um, yeah, we're going to just have a short time thinking about this passage and what it means to follow. Thank you. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he found James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Thank you so much. It seems such a simple story, doesn't it? I remember when I was a kid, I was told it's a simple story. Jesus comes, says, follow me, and they go, all right. And yet there's something really powerful about this little bit and some secret things that maybe I can just help you to realize why following is a powerful thing. Uh, but I've found some things that are simple yet powerful. And if you can't hear very well and want to move forward, you're very welcome. Some things in life that I've found are simple yet powerful. Daniel, uh, thank you. Uh, so... These, simple yet powerful. Does anyone know what they are? So, so when you park, you know how sometimes you have to open the door to see if you're like in the, the bay? You just look to the wall and it tells you if you're in the bay. You don't seem very impressed. This has been life-changing for me. A, a, a lifetime of just bad parking transformed at the Westgate by just pulling in. And this is my own photo. So... Next, two things here. A rental car in a foreign country with a sticker on the dashboard that tells you which side of the road to drive on. That's over here. Just, just, just flashes up on the windscreen. You're not, you're not very impressed. Have any of you ever gone the wrong way around a French roundabout? I have. I have. Pulled out of the Eurotunnel. Went round the left of a roundabout, because that's the way roundabouts are meant to work. Turns out, on the other side of the road, they go the other way around. Some of you didn't realize that, and you've driven in France and gone round roundabouts constantly the wrong way. Simple yet powerful. Or this one. You have to buckle your seatbelt before the radio works. And you're a hard crowd. These are, these are... My family would tell you I'm, terri- I'm terrible at seatbelts, um... I like, I like to live with a little risk. I don't really. It's bad, very bad. So, uh, next, here we go. Uh, simple yet powerful. Yeah, we're getting there now, aren't we? Some of you who cycle, this is a place to lock your bike that has rain covers for the seats built in. Simple yet powerful. How many of you ever cycled home on a wet saddle? Horrid. I've never walked the same since. Okay. Uh, simple yet powerful. Takes a little while, this one. This is a sign for a shop. They just slide the M. Good work. (laughs) So if you slide it one way, it says open. If you slide it left, it says nope. No longer having to turn a complicated sign or two kind of words. Think of the hours they're saving. Simple yet powerful. Uh... One more. Okay. 
This is in a supermarket in the continent. They put the toilet rolls that you can purchase in the supermarket in their loo. So that before you're stood there going, which one shall I get? You can try before you buy. (laughs) Simple yet powerful. World-changing solutions. It's, uh, It's fun. And, and I know that seems silly, but this word follow seems so simple. Uh, and yet it's hard sometimes, isn't it? And it's, it's a challenge to something big. So let's, let's just explore this uh, very quickly. In our passage today, we're going to talk about the idea of follow. But I've always found it funny how, despite often culture saying, oh, we want to get rid of churchy stuff, which I understand because the church has done an awful lot of harm through the years. And some of you even here maybe have experienced that. It's amazing how often the words that we use, they use. So... Follow is everywhere. Follow. Click follow. Click follow. If you're on Insta or Snapchat or those kind of thingies, follow. Do you want to follow me? Uh, like, subscribe, follow. It's, it's kind of there. And, and it seems really simple. And yet, it turns out, with one of the people that I followed on YouTube, I can't escape him. It's like messaging my inbox every day. Have you seen my new video? Have you liked my new video? Have you shared my new video? Have you liked my new video? You haven't liked my new video. Have you seen my new video? It's amazing. It's like, oh, just leave me alone. Um, simple and yet powerful. I'm going to talk about this. So I want to just ask really quickly uh, a couple of questions. Because when it comes to, to Jesus, it may be that we say, well, I like Jesus, but I don't want to follow him. I, I like him. Well, let's just keep it simple. We'll just be friends. Don't want to complicate it. The challenge I want to give you, and and I think there's a lot to like. This is a a quote from the book Life of Pi. This is um, the main character who has been thinking about all the world religions. And he's been thinking about Jesus. He says, I couldn't get him out of my head. I still can't. I spent three solid days thinking about him. The more he bothered me, the less I could forget him. And the more I learned about him, the less I wanted to leave him. My one challenge is, if you're somebody who goes, I like Jesus, but I don't really want to do the whole faith thing is make sure you make that decision after having read about him. Like, put some, put some time in. It's like you wouldn't follow a band without listening to their music. And yet, I think often when it comes to faith, a lot of us go, well, I don't really want to do it because my mate told me it was rubbish. Or, or maybe more powerfully, some of you have had a really bad experience of people claiming to follow this guy, and that's why it's put you off. And on behalf of that, I want to just deeply apologize if that's where you're at today. But actually, the more you look at Jesus simply, the more there is to like. Radical for his day. Loving the outcast, loving the lost, going to people that were broken, um, challenging economic injustice, um, lifting up women who at that point were, were brutalized and treated as property. He, he said some things that, that, that still today, 2,000 years later, resonate and make a difference for billions of people around the world. He, he claimed to solve the big thing we all face which is that, that we're mortal and life comes to an end. And unusually, compared to others that make that claim, his tomb is empty. And I just want to encourage you, if you're someone who says, I like him, that's awesome. Take time to find out why. We'd love to help. There's a lot of people in the room that, that started liking Jesus and discovering that actually this love that he has for us is genuinely life-changing. We've got people here who have broken free from addiction, people who have experienced um, kind of just transformation of life and relationships and marriage who would testify to this being not just a nice idea, but something that's pretty amazing. And so I want to encourage you, if you're someone who say, yeah, I just like him, he's calling you to more than that. He's calling you to follow. Let's just go quickly on. 
subscribe, maybe, maybe a few of you would say, well, oh, he's a good man, and I think I could live to some of his kind of moral teachings. You know, I'm going to try and copy him, and I'll, I'll you know, kind of join in. And, and we love that. It's a great place to start uh, and kind of move on. But Jesus doesn't quite give you this kind of possibility, right, when he says follow. This passage says this, after John was put in prison, Jesus proclaimed the good news, the kingdom of God has come near, repent and believe the good news. There's something quite powerful going on here because John was put in prison by the local king for speaking out against what the king was doing in his marriage. And then Jesus immediately comes and speaks and fills that gap. The picture is this. He wants to be king, not just a wise moral teacher. The picture is that he's saying, I'm a king and I've come to pull you out of a kingdom that is no good. A a kingdom that leads to harm and hurt and all kinds of heartbreak. And also, whilst we all talk about the way that Jesus loved people, he did also say repent, which means to turn back to God and believe. In my little game at the start, belief was when I carried her. That's the type of belief it's talking about, right? Not just, oh, I believe him as an idea, but lean upon me, trust me. If Jesus was a good man, which many people think, the good question to ask is, well, why was he killed as a criminal? He's obviously said something. He's obviously done something. He's obviously provoking something. The two things that got him killed was, one, people said he claimed to be God. That was the first claim. That was what the the Jewish kind of council put him on trial for, blasphemy. Claimed that. If you're a good man, you wouldn't say it unless either you meant it or it was trustworthy. And then the Romans killed him because they said he was claiming to be king, that he was leading a rebellion. That's, That's what gets him killed. And so my encouragement, I guess, my challenge to you is if you're somebody who says, oh, I like to subscribe to some of his teachings and he seems to be a good man, he's calling you to more. He's calling a turnaround and a lean upon him. Let's just do the last thing today as we think about following. I want you to have a little chat. What situations can you think of where someone would say to you, follow me? Okay, in your life. Have a little chat together. What situations can you think of where someone would say to you, follow me? Have a little chat. Have a little chat. Okay, okay, let's keep this moving. So, what situations can you think of? What situations can you think of where Jesus would, or not Jesus, anyone would say, follow me, not Jesus, someone else. Uh, Follow me, yep. Mountain leader, mountain leader, yep. Fire alarm, follow me, follow me. Yeah, yeah, someone getting out of a fire, so mountain leader, yep. Sat-nav, sat-nav. How many of you don't listen to your sat-nav? You still don't trust it? Yep, yep, Um, yep. Good, Uh, any more? Ranks in the military, okay, yep. Where's the pub? Follow me! Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where's the toilet? Love that! Follow me. That's weird. Okay, so, yeah, let's not do that one. But, but, it says needing a bit of relief, needing some help. So, so the interesting bit about follow me, right, is that when someone says it, we automatically know this is someone who's doing something powerful and good. They're trying to save my life. They're trying to get me to the right place. They're trying to help me understand what the big picture is. They're trying to make me comfortable. They're trying to get me a pint. I love that one. Follow me. Your nurse, follow me. Your pharmacist, follow me. He was an absolute healer. I mean, some of the powerful ones I've had is when, um, when Noah had his appendix and the doctors came in and said, follow us. And you, and you walk in there, and it's like, oh, this is scary. And then they're really good because they're like, I can see you're a bit scared. We do this all the time. 
Follow me, trust me, you'll be fine. I want to say, when Jesus says follow me, this is not the demand of someone who's cruel. This is the ultimate mountain leader who, who has seen the summit and can get you there. This is the one who's been to the depths and can walk with you there. This is the one who wants to give you relief in your body from all kinds of challenges that the world just kicks up. This is the one who knows the way. This is the one who is sure of what's coming. This is the one who has seen the end from the beginning. This is the one who knows you in every single cell. When he says, follow me, it's it's not a bad offer. Culturally, people are saying that we're living at a time where idealism is ending and realism is hitting hard. What I mean by that is that people are starting to feel afraid and unsure of the future. And it doesn't feel like the future is going to be as bright as we hoped. And some of you might be experiencing that. They talk about that's why there's a lot of anxiety and, and low mood and all those kind of things. That, you know, economically things are hard sort of with AI and all those kind of things coming in. Uh, it's going to be interesting with um, employment coming in, with, with post-COVID. And it feels like that, doesn't it? This like tipping point. At those points when I don't know where I'm heading, having somebody says, follow me, isn't half a relief. I had the privilege this week of visiting someone in hospital who thought they were at the end of their life, and the joy is that we prayed and they're not, and I'm not saying it's just completely down to that. At that moment, saying you are safe and secure in the one that you've said I will follow, didn't half bring a bit of peace and settled down the shaking and temperature settled. When he says follow me, this is the most glorious invitation ever. It breaks my heart that we Christians sometimes make it so complicated for people. Follow me if, follow me but, follow me do. Jesus just says follow me. And that's the invitation today. We know what follow me means in this. Don't just like, don't just follow from a distance, follow. A couple of weeks ago we learned that this actually is what a rabbi would say, a teacher would say to his student follow me and the idea was that you followed so close that the dust from the feet of the rabbi covered you as well we all follow someone some of you here follow a thousand of people online yeah follow 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 my challenge is are they someone who is the ultimate helper savior king friend um prince of peace lord of lords are they that and if not where are they leading you would be my challenge Does that make sense i hope so Simon, who was the fisherman that Jesus called, and I know we haven't looked at him much. Uh, this is what he wrote later in life, having followed uh, for a while. And he's talking about the trials that have come to his life. Um, he's seen loss. He's seen friends killed. He's, he's gone through an awful lot. He says, these trials have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Not bad for a little fisherman called from a boat. Not bad for a fisherman that failed and failed and failed again. Not bad for a little fisherman to say this inexpressible and glorious joy. Jesus says, follow me. Know that. Walk with me in it. Doesn't mean life's going to be great. But joy is is confidence in the face of trial that I know who leads me.